Episode seven, coming to you live from vacation. Yeah, we got a new new setup. Uh, lost all of, lost all the equipment, so now we're just on the iPhone. Uh, but it's okay because, um, well, you know, it would be nicer to have all the equipment. But we're doing it on the iPhone, and it is what it is. <sighs> so be it. Phrase of the day. What's been happening? Uh, I went viral on TikTok. Yeah, I posted this video of myself uh, on shrooms. The first time I took shrooms, uh, it's three years ago now. Um, I was at my friend's uh, lake house in Oregon, in, in somewhere like Eugene, no, that's wrong, Bend. Mm, no, that's wrong. It was somewhere in Oregon and we, I took shrooms for the first time, and I'm not a drug person. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in uh, you don't need drugs to have fun. You only need alcohol. Uh, and so I took shrooms for the first time. I had never really done drugs or anything like that, or never done cocaine. Had given up weed. I smoked weed for a bit. And then I was like, this just makes me feel terrible in the mornings. So uh, no gracias, which is what I said to the weed. Um, and you know, there were times I was in Mykonos one time and yeah, I just gone to Mykonos cause I was like, ah, okay, let's go to Mykonos. Uh, cause Europe. And I didn't know anyone there. And, uh, I just went by myself. I was staying in this villa, like a, an hour and a half away from the town of Mykonos. Cause Mykonos is this big Island. Uh, but in order, but there's only one small part of Mykonos that's relevant everywhere else on the Island doesn't really matter. It's like, it's like, um, what is it like? It's like Staten the rest of it is Staten Island uh, compared to compared to uh, the um, Queens. I love Queens. Oh, Jamaica. What a place. Um, great food in Flushing. Tangent. Um, so I'm in Mykonos and it's like 6am and I happen to run. Some people I know are actually there. And so I, I, I'm at their place at like 6am. And they've got a pound of, or a mound or a, or a crown of cocaine on the table. And they're like, Oi, Simon, you want some, yeah? I was 18. I was about to go into college. And I was like, no, thank you. Um, and they were like, no, 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 stay alive for the rest of the day, yeah. And I'm like, it's 6 a.m. Like, what are you trying to stay alive for? But uh, they took it. I didn't. And my moral compass remained uh, questionable. Uh, but... You know, so anyway, I'm not a drug guy, but I'm here in, I'm here in Oregon, I'm taking shrooms, uh, and I take them, and, you know, it's very nice, we're all sitting by this lake, just chilling, I'm writing down stuff, just to see, just to see what I'm thinking, and then I go for a walk in this forest, I'm in a swimsuit, and 10 minutes in, I realize I am fully lost in this forest, and I get lost in this forest for two hours, and I'm just in this forest, and I... I'm like, you know, everything is so, you know, you, when you're on shrooms, everything's so pungent. You know, you're looking around, it looks like, you know, and you're in this forest as well. I, look, I thought I was an avatar. Everything was so, you know, vivid and crazy. And I was walking and then I finally got to this cabin, which is where I was staying. And then I recorded this video, which went viral on TikTok. You should check it out. Uh, Swiss Milk Chateau, four part installment. First part, 68,000 views. Ah, currently, you know, it, it could, 
it could go up. It's definitely not going to go down. Um, but check it out. And oh, it was crazy. You know, I, I was ridiculous. And then I like get lost for two hours on the way back. Or maybe like it was probably like 30 minutes on the way back because the trip didn't last that long. Um, but then I'm there and I see my friend whose house it is. Uh, I see his dad across the lake and I'm convinced that he's uh, chasing me. And so I start sprinting for my life. Uh, and at this point, I believe I am fully naked uh, in the forest which I previously got lost in. And so I sprint and I sprint and I sprint like uh, T-Mobile. And I, I finally, you know, and then like 30 minutes in, I'm exhausted and every, um, you know, it looks like Narnia and I've recorded all these thoughts on my phone and it's just crazy. And then eventually I run into Luke, my friend, and all the other people who were there. And it was a joyous reunion, the likes of which um, the class of 2020 will never know. Uh, but anyway, what was I saying? Yes, I went viral on TikTok. Uh, TikTok's great. I'm just reposting all my old stuff on Instagram that did well on Instagram and is hopefully does well on TikTok. But, you know, hard to, hard to know what's good. But I like TikTok and you should follow me on TikTok. Plug for TikTok. And that's also how you should say it. TikTok. I'm just trying to make a lot of TikToks. TikTok. 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 I would go on. TikTok. Um, people don't tell you what you need to fix about yourself until you've fixed it. Like for years, I had no style. Or I had style, but my style was dressing... Uh, was wearing t-shirts with restaurants names that I had been to across the country. And then in quarantine, I kind of picked up a bit of style. I started like dressing a bit better, you know, like just doing all kinds of like good stuff, picking up some style. Uh, and then everyone was like, oh, Simon, I'm so glad that you've started dressing better. And it's like, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, here, I, here I've been for the past 22 years dressing like a tribute act to Guy Fieri. Um, tell me. It's the same with shows, you know? People always come up to you after a show and be like, Simon, that was so good. And then a month later, we'll be like, Simon, that was so much better than the last time. So well, what the fuck? You're lying to me. I've said this already on the pod, but stand by. Just tell, don't be afraid of telling me or telling anyone that they should fix them something about themselves or what they do. Because if you have criticism, if you have constructive criticism, tell them. Don't just tell them after the fact. That's like eating a raw hamburger and then, I don't know, not eating it. Didn't have an analogy similarly lined up for that one. Anyway, so I was, um, I had a fun July 4th. You know, safely quarantined, but um, yeah, with with I was with a, I was with a few people, uh, so I guess not safely quarantined. But I was still, you know, tested negative before, so made sure to always do these these elbow taps. Um, I like the idea that you know how like the, there's the French kiss, which is like two kisses, uh, and then the one kiss, and then sometimes you just go for the handshake. Now it's you could do anything with it. You know, the the French are doing double elbow taps, the Czech are doing three elbow taps. Um, some random TikToker is probably doing the kind of like wave in order to greet people. It's fun. Anyway, so I'm, 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 I'm with all these people um, 
and I'm in Massachusetts. I'm in Cape Cod. Uh, so I saw all these, uh, these, these, these Boston boys, these mass holes. And, you know, I was British, so I felt a bit like a persona non grata, which is, translated from the Latin uh, means ungrated parmesan. And, you know, I, 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 you know, had to, I had to woo them. So I was like, yo, bro, I love your flat brimmed cap. Is that from Lids? And they were like, no way, this guy's sick. So anyway, I'm hanging out with these guys. They're great guys. Really enjoyed hanging out with them. Um, you'd re also, it's just like a bunch of, bunch of people. And we're at the beach and it's like, we're a group of eight. And then, oh, across from us is another group of eight or so, another group of guys. And we don't know them. And this one guy, he kind of looks a bit like, he's kind of like the guy in the friend group who looks a bit like Danny McBride. Yeah, I'm sure everyone kind of has that person in their friend group. Um, he comes up to, he comes up to me and he's like, so are we drinking with them or are we fighting with them? And I was like, why are those the only two options? And like, why can't we just sit 20 feet away from each other with them? And he was like, no, 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 boys or beef? And I was like, what? And he was like, boys or beef? It's the Boston way. And I was like, so you're telling me anytime you see a bunch of guys that you do not know, you go up to them. Or you don't go up to anytime you see a bunch of guys that you do not know, you either have to become boys with them or beef with them. He was like, that is correct. And I was like, how often do you become boys with them? He was like, almost never. <laughs> he was the, he's, this guy was an enigma. This guy was great. He's the kind of guy who would like stop the music and be like, I'm going inside to make a mixed drink. <laughs> you mean a drink? <laughs> This guy was hilarious. He said he would beat Ronda Rousey in a wrestling match. I was like, how are you going to beat Ronda Rousey in a wrestling match? He was like, I'll put her in a Windsor knot. I'm like, that's how you tie a tie. That's, it was a really fun time. There were so many characters in Massachusetts. You know, all great guys. I loved it. They all had their different qualities. Like this one guy, uh, you'd recognize this guy in your friend group. He, um, just doing some observational, relatable comedy here. Um... But he, 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 got, he, got, he got some action on the beach. Uh, yeah, he disappeared for yeah, 10 to 20 minutes uh, and came back. He was gleeful, giddy with glee, full of gid. Um, God, he had so much giddy glee. And then, like, you could just see it on his face. Like, you know that guy who just comes back or that girl who just comes back and is just, like, pumped that they got pumped? <laughs> Yeah, this guy was just on his face, just smiling. You could not wipe the smile off his face. And then he started acting all arrogant. He would do some kind of cocky walk. Anytime he walked by someone, he would say, excusez-moi. <laughs> How arrogant do you have to be <laughs> to say, excusez-moi to someone <laughs> as you walk by them when they're not even in their way? This is actually, I didn't, and this is a similar story, I guess. But I was, uh, I was on a beach one time um, and... Uh, I was, uh, who was also on that beach? Leonardo DiCaprio was on that beach. And so, um, and Leonardo DiCaprio was playing beach volleyball with a bunch of underage women. <laughs> and when I say underage women, it's not like he was going for, they were, they were 14 years old and they were playing beach volleyball and Leo was like, I'm going to play beach volleyball. It was nice for him. Um, not creepy. 
but you know his 19 year old girlfriend was watching <laughs> and so he um he comes out and i'm walking that way and i and i see this and i'm like oh my god this is my opportunity i could sub in for leonardo dicaprio at beach volleyball and so he he comes walk i'm kind of like i'm i'm over here and the quarters over there uh and he's walking this way and i'm walking that way and he is in no way in my path like if he would have walked straight and i would have walked straight there is no way we would cross paths there is gonna be like we have two great paths lined up but i'm like i gotta meet leonardo dicaprio so you know you gotta start a conversation somehow so as he's like walking by me i i trip and stumble and fall to his right kind of like a sh you know that that dance move and he he doesn't look i if, to be clear i was still six feet away from him <laughs> and he doesn't look up and he just keeps on walking and uh, then this 14 year old russian girl was really annoying um on the beach volleyball court but that's the time i subbed in for leonardo dicaprio beach volleyball um God, I had such a fun time on July 4th just meeting all these guys. There were these two guys who said, turn up the speaker. I didn't really get to know them. Uh, there was this guy who enjoyed studying abroad uh, in Germany. Yeah, that's, I guess that's, you know, that's more of a LinkedIn status than a, than a character trait, but he, he really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was great. And, and then we were hanging out and so it was seven of us. It was seven of us. And we went out to this like outdoor restaurant afterwards and we were all, you know, wearing our masks and being safe. Uh, and we ordered eight Bud Lights Legends. And there's one Bud Light Extra. And one of the guys, the guy who looks like Danny McBride, I think he suggests that we send it to this group of, we send the extra Bud Light to this group of girls who are sitting like two tables away. And I personally think that is the greatest move you can pull. <laughs> Sending, what if, you know, into how people just send drinks to people at bars and clubs um, and uh, movies and uh, tennis matches. Uh, well, this, this is the best strategy. If you're with a, if you want to impress a group of girls or guys, send them one Bud Light. Because <laughs> not only, it's the biggest power play because you're letting them know you're interested. <laughs> it's hilarious. And you're saving a lot of dinero. You're saving a lot of Robert dinero. So, dinero. Dinero. I don't know. I dinero. <laughs> um, it was a great time. It was so much fun. I, you know, I think we should, this is a new point for your car ride. I think we should, instead of saying bang uh, or have sex with, uh, or hook up with, I think we should start saying frequent. Who have you been frequenting? I've been frequenting Ashley. And Ashley has been frequenting. <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> Who have you been frequenting? I've been frequenting Ashley. And Ashley has been frequenting my brother. I need to speak to him about that. Uh, well, it wasn't really worth it. But <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I frequented her last night. She frequented, she frequented me. I think that's great. Also, people are now saying pumps. Did you get pumps last night? Not pumped, pumps. Kind of like it. I got pumps last night.
you know, kind of like that Black Eyed Peas song, Pump It. I always thought that was just about kind of like gas, petrol. It's not. It's a, it's a bit cruder. Um, but yeah. Oh my God. What a time. I, I love America. Wait, no, I shouldn't say that. And I, I do, I, as a Brit, America is fascinating. That's what I'll say. Uh, and it is so bad in so many ways. But at the same time, America's Got Talent is just a crazy show. I went to, I went to audition for America's Got Talent uh, two years ago. And we, um, I went, we, we, it, was a, it was a pledge activity for the fraternity I was in at the time. Um, which I soon dropped when I did not make it uh, past the first round of America's Got Talent. That was completely irrelevant. But anyway, so we went and we took this one guy who was um, a new guy. And, we were, and he was a pretty good artist. So we're like, you're gonna, you're gonna go up for America's Got Talent and it's gonna be hilarious and we're gonna watch it. And so he ends up, we're like, oh, dress up in a Bob Ross costume and draw a tree. And then he can't get all the materials so then he's like, shit, I should like do something. Maybe I can do something serious. And he's a really good artist. Uh, check out his stuff. Uh, Asher Lifton. Um, and so he lift, lifted clothes. Terrific. And a quick plug to sex clothing, um, which I believe is, which is uh, another friend's uh, clothing brand. It's terrific. Um, and so anyway, what was I saying? So he goes and he's like, I'm gonna do something serious. So he uses an espresso machine to paint a picture of a face. Uh, and, well, okay, I should, I should add some more stuff about what it's like to like go into the, about America's Got Talent. Firstly, all those people who turn up for America's Got Talent, the, who turn up for like those big auditions, like none of them get through. The producers have already selected who they want before, they've reached out, they've done all of that. Um, you're, this is just like for the entertainment purposes and it's such a big waste of time. Or maybe you find like one incredible person and that's why they're there. And it quickly turned out that Asher was that one incredible person. Uh, so we like lined up, we got, that, we got to the Javits, the Jarvis, Javits, the one in New York. Um, Javits Center at like 5 a.m. And we got, got there and um, it was me, Asher and our friend Danny. And we're there and I was just gonna do some stand-up just to see, uh, just to see if I could get through. And so we, we wait for four hours and we meet all kinds of people, it's great. And then we finally get in around 11. We waited five hours, that's how 11 from, from 6 a.m. works. And, um, then it, it becomes apparent that Dan, because Danny wants to watch Asher do this, um, and he wants to watch my stand-up, to be in the, you have to have a talent to be in the room. So Danny, an hour before the performance, goes on YouTube and like teaches himself a magic trick, where Danny somehow had a deck of cards on him, and he pulls off, and so we get in the room, and I do my stand-up, and it's fine, and 
this like this is and Asher does his coffee stuff and everyone's like whoa and then this actual magician he's like a professional magician does this crazy thing on a calculator and everyone's like whoa this guy's a serious magician and then uh Danny comes up and is like to the producer because there's only one producer when you go into audition uh, just in this big room and Danny's like pick a card and then he does like 60 seconds of bullshitting and then finds her card and it was the best magic trick I've ever seen. Blue blue professional magician out the water. So, um, but anyway, so so then after we're leaving, the the producer comes up to Asher and is like, hey, can you, the executive producers want to see you. And so he, and so we go and wait and Danny leaves because he has to get back for class or something. And so Asher and I just wait around and then he meets with the executive producers of America's Got Talent and it turns out that because they're sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts this year, and Asher just drew this with coffee, that um, they that they want him to draw like a life-size picture of Howie Mandel using the coffee, using using his technique, and he's like, "Yeah, I can do that." And they're all, but but here's the thing: they want him to do this. This is their primary objective. But they also treat him like he's gonna go through to the live rounds. They trick him. And we all believed it. They were like, oh shit, like this guy's, he's gonna go big. And then they like get him to fill out all these forms. And it's cause they only wanted this like five second clip. And that's what they, five second clip of him just at, just sketching Howie Mandel. And they convince him and they convinced me, I was convinced as the second part, third party that he was gonna make it big. And you know, it's all a sham. They trick you. All those bad people, they trick into thinking they're good. They're like, you were amazing. The producers would love to see you. And then it's a, wait, it's a whole sham. It's all picked out from the start. Everyone knows who's gonna win. Um, but that's that. Um, good God, what else? I don't know if you've been following this, but there's a conspiracy theory that um, I am there's a conspiracy theory on the far right that I am Justin Trudeau, which is, let me reframe, which was, up until his incidents, pretty flattering. Because <laughs> he's, he's a good looking guy. And essentially what's happened is because there's this whole web of conspiracy uh, on the far right about like all the Soros conspiracy, conspiracy stuff, uh, they'll make all these posts linking like just random people. Like my dad is apparent is supposedly married to Chelsea Clinton. Um, they'll just make up these rumors and put them online and people believe them. And there was a photo posted online, which is like Simon Soros, more like Justin Trudeau. And it's just a face by face picture of me and Justin Trudeau. And the picture is like, these two people are clearly the same people. And this is a picture from like when I was 14 and I accidentally ended up in this place, accidentally ended up in like this party of sorts where there was a photographer in San Francisco the day the Giants won the World Series. Um, I don't know what I was doing there. But, uh, and so they're like, Simon Soros, it's clearly just intruded. And I was, you know, like I said, before the incidents, very flattering. Um, but then it was so annoying because this one person, because all the, you know, you have all these far right 
conspiracy people who like post all this outrageous stuff and then you have these you know left people who rebut it and are like the truth seekers and so they're like and so some left truth seeker replies this is clearly false he is nowhere near as good looking as justin trudeau and i'm like ah what a nightmare but i had my moment i was justin trudeau for a second um anyway i'm gonna call the pod for now um phrase of the day the uh, phrase of the day it is what it is you know it's a very say you're say you're um say you say you're hanging with some massachusetts boys uh on july 4th and you're safely staying in a pod and you've tested negative all your time and you're being safe uh and someone uh oh, i don't know where i'm going with this it is what it is live it up and uh stay fresh raise your heads